Welcome back to Clear Talk. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get in front of more audiences for your coaching business. And then we discuss how to start your coaching business if you've got no money. And lastly, how to know what to say no to to stay focused on while building your business. By the way, let us know down in the comments below what are some opportunities you're contemplating right now to put your focus into. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hello. Happy Monday. On Coffee Talk, where we talk about different beans. <laughs> That's too many coffee cups going on. Holy moly. What a November. This is our first show this month or... Damn. Second. Technically, it's the second. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to skip a few weeks because we had so much business coming through. Um, a lot of people the say third. November. The third. The third. No, the third. this... this this month. Oh, we did it on the third. No, this is the third this no, month. No, it isn't. We haven't got yeah, we, we skipped two the, weeks. No, no, we did the second and the ninth. And then we skipped the two weeks and now we're here today. Oh, so this is like okay, okay, I got it. So yeah, everyone says November and December are slow months, you know, everyone's just not buying anything. We had the best month of our life. Not for us. Okay, so <laughs> your attitude's right, the facts don't count. So we had the greatest month this year so far during COVID and during holidays for our coaching business, uh crossed about a hundred grand in sales, so if you guys ever thought you have to accept people's reality and the what other people say, then you're absolutely wrong. You do not need to. It's completely what you choose to believe. So we're live right now. Is that is that us? That's us. Oh my god, my dad, we're on TV. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Clear Talk. This is the number one show for entrepreneurs. Oh, sorry, this is the number one show about <laughs> for coaches who need clarity in their business. If you want to become a high-ticket coach, start charging five to ten K, this is the show for you. If you want to have an automated marketing system and get your leads every day, this is the show for you. If you're looking to be a coach and bring it down, Mama Jama, this is the coach for you. This is not the coach for you. This is the show <laughs> for you. If you are a fan of the coach clothing line, this is the show for you. If you are on Facebook or Institute right now, this <laughs> is the show for you. Little joke, side joke. My mom came up, she's like, I need some help with social media. I'm like, what do you need help with, mom? She goes, now I'm a mortgage agent, you know, I really need someone hey, to help me out. out I need someone to help me out with my Facebook. I'm like, your Facebook. <laughs> your what now? She goes, your Facebook. She goes, you know, Facebook. I'm like, you mean Facebook? She goes, yeah. I'm like, we're going to keep it at Facebook. That'll be an inside thing with you and us. So now you, me, and my mom know about Facebook and Institute, oh, which is a lot of fun my family has. Anyways, if you got questions about growing your coaching business, about how to charge more, how to close more, how to do your program, how to make a program, whatever questions you got, you can go to askarman.com right here and submit your questions. For all my friends on Facebook, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> my friends on YouTube, I forgot you were there. We're putting animations here yes. for the edited version of the video. We gotta look up there. We gotta look up I there. Forgot everyone a here, bit. what's yeah. up? Yeah, hello. So if you got questions, go to askarmin.com and uh, submit your questions there. And every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, we go live just like this and we answer your questions. Now, if you wanna catch it right now, you're watching the YouTube episode. If you wanna catch it live, you gotta come on Monday. You gotta be a part of the highticketcoachingcommunity.com group. And, uh, and we'll give you a lot of free value there and content and also go live on the show every Monday. So. Um, what else do we got? Nothing else. That's pretty much it. If you're, if you're on YouTube, by the way, and you like um, content like this, like check out our YouTube channel. We got tons of free trainings, yeah. how to close on the phone, how to create your outline of your program, how to get clients in seven days without any uh, ad spend, how to do using Facebook. There's a lot of good content on there. If you're starting out, um, we have we have over-delivered in free trainings for you on the YouTube channel. So check that out. Subscribe. Um, oh, by the way, if you're watching YouTube and you're watching right now, you like this kind of content, then hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell. And uh, we'll bring new videos out to you every single week, okay? Awesome, awesome. <sighs> that was one packed intro. Wow. All right, now let's start. Let's start. <laughs> okay, what's the first question? Our first question is, I want to expose myself to new audiences. Okay. Should I team up with other coaches and do joint ventures or projects with them? For example, online events or talks. That question is brought to us from Mara S. What do you think? Well... You know, I think for one, it's a great idea to want to to want to team up with other coaches, um, but I don't think that you should do it unless you've done enough 
like, um, let's say talks for yourself. For one, you know, people want to know what you're about. They don't, I think that with you and building your coaching business, especially like you're saying, you need to expose yourself to new audiences. There's probably a reason why you feel that way. Maybe you're like, ah, oh, maybe I'm not exposing myself to enough people now. Maybe I'm not bringing in new clients. There's some, maybe some, some, some form of stagnation there. So, you know, maybe you personally just need to get out there and do some more talking first before you joint venture with somebody else and, you know, create this cohesive message, let's do some more messaging or, you know, speaking about what you care about in your personal marketplace and niche, right? People want to people want to be coached by you as an individual, whatever expertise that you have to share. So let's focus on you a little bit more prior to doing a joint venture. That would be my initial suggestion. Um, secondly, if you have the opportunities though, and you know, people are saying, hey, we want to work with you. We want to, we want you to be on our stage and share our message or whatever that may be. That's a different story, you know, but if you, if you're just thinking I'm stuck, I don't have new leads. I don't, I'm not being exposed to new audiences. What can I do to shake things up? I wouldn't necessarily say go joint venture first. I would say, you know, take, take a deeper look into what you've got right now and start to do some sharing, some more sharing about that, some more speaking, engaging, just getting on there and doing organic marketing, whatever that means look like for you. But I would say more focus on you prior to joint venturing or partnering up with somebody else because more people want what you have to say. So head back to the drawing board, get a little more creative, think about how you can spread your message in a different way would be my initial suggestion. What, can you read the question out one more time? Yeah. So I want to expose myself to new audiences. Should I team up with other coaches and do joint ventures or projects with them? So for example, online events or talks. Yeah, so only if this person, only if you, Mara, only if you got, um, are you looking at the YouTube, by the way? Yes, I was. Okay, because I keep getting caught with this one. We got we got to put the camera so much closer so that we don't have this weird disconnect. Um, <clears throat> only if you have a program and a system ready to go should you be thinking about getting in front of new audiences. For example, a huge mistake uh, a lot of coaches make is they start thinking about how do I get exposure? How do I get exposure? But they don't have an actual done program that could scale and sell. Huge point. They don't have a system for nurturing that lead when they come into the world. So you just get a bunch of unqualified people on calls or people that just don't book calls with you because you have no system for getting book calls on that. Um, or you just don't have your business model set up properly so you don't even know how to handle more than five clients without you know exploding. So... I would look at all those things first. Um, oftentimes, you know, it's not, you guys ask questions and I like it, like, and I'm gonna help out. I'm gonna give you some organic stuff right now, but, but like, I also wanna remind you, you know, sometimes, if you've never done this before, if you've never built an online coaching business or a coaching business period, let alone built a business, but a coaching business specifically, then most likely your thinking process of what you think you need to do isn't probably what you need to do. It's like guessing behind uh, the cockpit of a plane what button you need to hit or what you need to do first, second, or third. That's true. If someone's had never, if you've had no experience, now you could be like, um, well, I've been doing coaching for five or 10 years. Oh, okay, okay, no problem. But prior to that, mm -hmm. did you do it? No. And in the beginning, first two years, did you get help from someone who's done it successfully to know what the right habits are? Because you could have just done all the wrong things for five to 10 years. I don't know. Like, right? It's, it's another great point to look at. It's like, you might have just bad habits thinking about the wrong things. That's why it hasn't kicked off yet. We don't know. I'm not saying you haven't kicked off. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, my point is, um, the questions you should be asking in your business at all times is what should I be focusing on? Right? I was, I was doing a lot of private coaching on the weekend. I taken some private clients on helping them build their business. And, and it's like, um, when we're doing the coaching, they'll say, I'm like, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I go, whoa, why are you even thinking about that? You should be thinking about this. They go, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Because, like, real growth happens when you know what to put your focus and energy into. You could also be doing the right thing at the wrong time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You could be doing the wrong thing at the right time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could be doing the right thing at the right time in the wrong way. Like, there's so much yeah. variables of what can go wrong. And it's like... Is too many moving parts for you to try to figure this out on your own. So 100%, if you don't have a business coach, get one because you might just be like, I remember a year, a year and a half ago, I had an online course built. I spent like 10 grand. I filmed the videos and all the stuff. Great course. Great course. I beg to differ now if I look back. I think it was crap now when I look back at it. Compared to what I do now, hell no. Like no. <laughs> but back then, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. 
Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I had never done online before over a year and a half ago. I had only done live events. And because I thought I was successful in live events, same business, hey, coaching. I thought I would be successful online. I thought, I'm, I'm smart. I figured this out. You know, that, that kind of person. And I had no idea how to market online. Like, I knew how to organically get people to come to my events. I had hundreds of people come out before. But I took the same strategy of thought that I thought applied here or could apply here. And what happened was I thought I just need to learn how to run ads. Yeah. Like, like you're asking, how do I get more audiences? I'm like, I just need traffic. I need ads to go to my funnel to sell my course. Uh-huh. And then, um, luckily, I, hate, I had a massive failure. And it made me rethink, like, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, luckily. I say luckily because you're smart if you come to the conclusion that you don't know what you're doing faster than later. Because it's going to cost you less time and money to figure that out. I hope you heard that. Yeah. Um, you're lucky if it happens faster. Some, some people are dumb enough like me to go months. Years. Even years. Before you just accept, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't try to speak Italian if I've never spoken Italian. Mm-hmm. And stop watching YouTube videos thinking, I should just probably get a, a translating teacher, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so it's like, the faster you come to that conclusion, the faster you succeed. So I luckily fell, fell on my face and then I'm like, okay, let me just screw it. I went to like the best people in the industry selling online stuff and I'm like, let me just learn from them. I paid a lot of money. I come in and here's the thing. I came in thinking I need to learn how to run ads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need to learn how to run ads. I come in within the first week of coaching calls and lesson videos I'm watching. I realized my entire funnel was wrong. I realized my product was wrong. I realized my marketing was wrong. So even if I had figured out how to try to try to run ads through, not only will I hurt my business in the long term because my marketing was completely di- like dysfunctional, yeah. I would have had the wrong people in the right right course at the wrong time. It was just all over the place. And uh, I kind of think of it like, do you want to build a Frankenstein business? Or do you want to be like a superhero business? F- Frankenstein business is me piecing a bunch of different parts of different things together and creating this monster. That's kind of what people that guess their way through business build a coaching business like. You put a bunch of random crap together and this Frankenstein wakes up spitting out like $2,000 a month in sales. <laughs> and you're wondering why it doesn't run, you know, like Usain Bolt. Well, because you didn't build it like Usain Bolt, right? So so the, the, the equivalent, the opposite would be getting someone who's built yeah. a machine that works and just giving you the blueprint and the parts to build it together for your business. Imagine that. What a, that's a great analogy. It's a great analogy, yeah? Yeah. Stop building a Frankenstein Stop business. Stop building a Frankenstein but That's the title of this. That should be the title of this YouTube yeah. video. Stop building a Frankenstein business. It is Halloween, like, you know, like last week. <laughs> Sorry, no, like a month ago. A little late. A little late. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay. Last week? It's always Halloween. What day is it today? It's always Halloween for people building their business alone, though. Because <laughs> it's always spooky. Amen? Yeah. All, right. <laughs> okay. All right, Chad. So, um... So that, that's what I was at. I go and I'm like, I need to learn ads. I realized I need to learn everything. Yeah. Like I, I did not. I, the only thing I was good at was coaching. What a phenomenal point. So my point is this. I'm going to answer your question. But please, for the love of God. Or Buddha. Or Allah. Or just atheism. Please consider. Is that the right thing to be focusing on? Do you have a system to run that traffic through when you get it? Yeah. Because you don't want to get a bunch of leads that you don't know how to close. And you don't know what to sell to. And you don't know. And so, in that case scenario, don't worry about growing an audience until you're clear on what you sell. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, let's say, and I actually think I know who Mara is. I think, um, I think she has a program. She's been doing this for a while. So, organically, you're better off. Okay? I have never had more leads come in my business from doing a podcast or an interview with someone than I have if I just spend a few hours a day in groups adding value to people. So actually, if, you, if you're on YouTube right now, you are, right? So if you go to my YouTube channel, there's a video called How to Land a Client, How to Land a Coaching Client, Land a Coaching Client in the Next Seven Days. And in there, using Facebook. And there, I actually use Facebook. And there, I actually use, I, I teach how to go into Facebook groups and exactly what to do in the group so you can actually land a paying client um, to get book calls to get paying clients within a week. So I made that for people that were like, oh, I don't want money to start your program. I'm like, okay, well, here's a, here's a quick little starter. You could probably close two, three, four grand in sales. It'd be enough to kickstart you, right? To invest into a business coach so you really know what you're doing. Um, so go watch that. Um, that will get you more audience than a podcast. Now, that's with exception. Like if you get in front of a person who actually has an audience, it's like a following, then sure. But the chances of you getting an actual audience 
uh, like an actual legitimate podcast or interview person who has a really good following that wants to interview you if you have nothing to offer is 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 slim. Mm. Um, but you're way better off going into groups with your audience and just adding value and, and doing something called long form value comments. Check it out on the YouTube video I have uh, in the training because it, it really gets you a lot of people. We did 20 grand in one, one week in sales just using this one little method. I taught it in the YouTube video because I'm like, well, if you can't run ads, for example, I couldn't. That week my account got shut down. We had to fix it and we got it back. But in that week I had to do organic and we still did 20,000 in sales. And I did it from organic marketing. So both is good. So check that out, but um, specifically, she said I want to get in front of more audiences, right? Yeah. So you, 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 Jeanette also is right. You just got to put out more content. For example, I'm, I'm about to start a 30 day organic Facebook Live challenge for myself. Mm-hmm. I have 30 topics right now, and I'm just going to go live for 15 to 20 minutes and talk about it every day, and then ask people to book a call. And so if they want to book a call, they could talk to my team, and they could get more help with what they learn from me. And so I'm going to be doing that. You can follow me on Facebook if you want to see what that's going to look like. It would just be on Facebook. I'll probably do an Instagram story where I say I just went live about this and just put the link to the Facebook there. That's probably something I'll do. Um, but just putting yourself out there more. It's a numbers game at this point, right? In the beginning, it's just about every day consistently putting something out. Um, but that's not the key. Like, that's just a part of it, right? Um, getting in groups and getting the attention of your actual ideal prospect is important. And you do that by seeing what they're talking about and adding value to them. If you watch the YouTube training I'm talking about, it will show you exactly the method that, um, that I'm talking about to, to, to get people to be like, wow, this person is an expert. I want to talk to them. So, um, so my, my, my pre-answer answer is make sure you have a system set up in your business where even if you had more audiences, you can convert them into sales properly and scale that. Because um, if not, you're, you're trying to add, um, you know, NAS. Is that where do you know what NAS is? I'm trying to say, is it nitrous? Nitrous. You know those tanks they put in the back of a car and you hit that button and it goes really fast? Fast and furious, that Yes, okay. Yeah. So nitrous, so it's yeah. nitrous, yes. right? The, the... <laughs> yeah. You're trying to put nitrous on a car with no wheels. This is very important. You can't, it doesn't matter wow. how much um, attention or, or volume you get, mm-hmm. right? The speed is not your importance right now. It's making sure you have a sustainable vehicle. You know, so so make sure you have a sustainable vehicle before you start growing. And actually, that's a that's a real secret there. If you don't, subconsciously, you're sabotaging your own business. Yeah. Subconsciously, you're not going to want to get more audience. Like, on a deep level, you're going to, like, be afraid because you, you yeah. actually are uncertain yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. even handle it. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't cover that integrally inside of yourself to make sure that part of your business is taken care of, you might be sabotaging your own self and procrastinating because you're like, well, even if I got it, what would happen? Yeah. So, you know, and this is all only... A problem if you're alone. If you're doing this alone, you're trying to build Frankenstein on your own. Like, stop. You know, um, just get someone to give you a blueprint. Like, geez, do you not love your time? Like, do, do you think you live forever? Like, people act like they live forever. Like, oh, I'm going to spend six months of my life to save three thousand uh, dollars. Okay. Sure. Or you could spend the three thousand dollars, or five thousand, or ten thousand, or twenty thousand dollars that you maybe it's the last of your money. Pay someone to learn how to make money endlessly and you'll make as much money as you want forever and never have to spend time trying to make money. You know, there's a, diff- there's a difference between trying to make money and making it right. There's a difference between actually getting coaching clients and trying to get coaching clients right. You know that, right? And if you knew the difference, you'd value your time more than money. Because actually getting coaching clients saves you a lot more money, saves you a lot more time, makes you a lot more money too, than trying. Trying is a very costly method. You don't try when you know what to do. When you have a blueprint, you don't have to try. You just do it. That was a quote. <laughs> What's the next question? Is there any comments? I don't know. Like, uh, should I check? Uh, Facebook, we've got... Facebook. Yes. Um, we've got Spencer says, love you guys. Love you too, Spencer. Hey, Spence. Um, Oscar says, I want to do that too, 30 days. Do it. You guys can do it together, Absolutely. Okay, next question. Kind of piggybacks actually where we just left off. So okay. what suggestions do you have for starting a coaching business with no money? You talk about making ads, but I don't have any extra extra money to spend on them. Stephen Crane. I have two trainings on my YouTube channel for this. One is how to land a client in seven days using Facebook because there's no money involved in that. And the other one is the how to get free clients. Was that, was that it? How to get free... That's free, yeah. How to get free clients? It's like a four-step process, like a little mini training on how to do an ask campaign, get people interested, and go back and sell a beta to them to make money, right? Um, it's very important to understand every person 
who didn't have some previous career or business experience or whatever that has money saved up is starting with no money. So you're, you don't classify as a special category just because you're starting your business with no money. Yeah. Everyone's that. You're actually in a special category if you're starting your business with, with money. money. <laughs> There's That's more. The ocean is pe- fishes who are starting their business with no money. Yeah. So it's not like, how do I do it? No, no, no. You do it exactly how everyone's doing it. They either find the money, take a huge risk, go into debt, get other people's money and invest and borrow the money to invest into learning how, which is no different than school. Why would you think it's any different, Brian? Or they find super, they get really good at organic marketing and land some clients on their own. But that's also a trap because if you get that, if you make your first five grand doing that, you're going to think that's the way. And now it's a bad habit to think that's a business. That's not a business. You still have a job. You don't have a business yet. Your business is when you can wake up Calls are being booked, sales are being made, content is being produced, coaching is being done, all without you. That's a business. Right? I was talking to Daniel about this on the weekend. It's like a real business is when all parts of your business are happening without you. That's a business. Now you're actually a business owner. Right? Yeah. Right? So it's not like if you still if it's on you still, if you don't do something, you won't make sales, you don't have a business yet. If you don't do something, you don't get book calls or leads, you, you don't have a business yet. Those are all jobs. Right? If you're still creating your own content, you don't have a business. You don't. If you got to do something to get a sale, you don't have a business. I don't have to do anything other than make one ad and just maintain it. Nothing. So I focus on things that I love to do and I'm better at, like coaching, like bettering my program, like helping my students get results. I don't focus on running the business. Right. If you don't have a team, in your business, you don't have a business. That's a big one. I don't think anyone notices that. If you're yeah. solo, you don't have a business yet. You don't. This is uh, but we have to. I feel like we've had this conversation. Entrepreneur versus business owner. The distinction between the two. If you're an entrepreneur, you're doing it by yourself. You're building it by yourself. It's still one hundred percent a job. Yeah. Business owner, you got a team. You know, you got automation, you got systems, ops, and they're all running in uh, in a sequence that you don't have to be there for. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's like, you know, that's, that's really the truth. But um, if you're starting a business with no money, I'm going to tell you the answer you need to hear. I'm not going to tell you what you're looking for. Because what you're looking for is the problem. How do I start with no money? First of all, realize everyone starts with no money. Nine out of ten people. So don't categorize yourself as like, oh, I'm different. So yeah. I'm starting at a disadvantage. No, you're not. You're starting exactly where everyone started. Number two, I had no money. I went into debt. I borrowed money from friends. Friends, not even family. Family didn't have the money to give me. I borrowed money from friends and invested into a business coach. He taught me everything I knew four years ago. I don't even know if he does this still. Four years ago, yeah. introduced me to marketing. Just under, I understand. I'm like, oh. I took that into my hands and made 105 grand that year. $5,000 invested into a business coach. That wasn't mine. Paid the guy back in interest. Got it done. So everyone starts with no money. Here's the answer you need to hear. Here's the one you want to hear. <laughs> Go out online, create a bunch of content every single day for hours. Go into groups, message a bunch of people for hours. Get them interested in what you have to offer by talking to them, seeing what the problems are. Get on calls with them. Do some free calls. And uh, offer some value and then see if you could sell a couple coaching sessions. Or th- This is not how I would teach you in my program, just so you know. I'm just making this very big disclaimer. I would advise against this yeah. in my program with my paid students because that's a waste of time. But if you're talking about how to start with zero, zero, zero money, not willing to find money to get the help, to, to, to like get the training, then your best bet is to guess your way through a few thousand dollars, get that money and start somewhere with someone. Okay? Um, that's like the starting point. Like, you just got to go out and, like, get hit a bunch of times in the face like I did, <laughs> right? Um, so, just go into groups of your ideal prospects, post a bunch of content, get people's attention, get on calls, get on Messenger, get them on calls, try to sell something on the phone. Or after, And I don't say, I don't teach how to do this, okay? I teach a very more strategic way of doing the organic marketing that helps you build the program. But unless I, if I had, like, four days, I'd try to teach it all to you because yeah. I would have to teach you how everything intertwines with, like, the end result of what you're building here. Yeah. But I can't, I would do a disservice if I just told you how to do one specific strategy without knowing the 17 other steps that matter to it. Yeah. So I'm not going to try that. Now, here's the answer you need to hear. <laughs> Steven. I'm Facebook. Steven. Steven, Facebook, 
Facebook, YouTube chooch. Listen, if you can't find the money to just pay for the help to get your business started, how on earth do you expect to solve problems in your business bigger than just finding some money? So your first test here is your ability to find a few thousand dollars to get training on how to do this. Because the equivalent of saying, how do I start my business with no money is the equivalent of saying, how do I fly this plane without an instructor, an instructor pilot? You can argue that's a bad question to ask because why would you want to know how to fly this plane without an instructor next to you? Do you want to risk your life? Hell, you should not be a coach. You should be a, an adventurous, what are those people called that do like stunt, extreme, stunt, stunt, you should stunt be like, doubles? not stunt doubles, but like they're stunt, uh, stuntmen, stuntmen, yeah, you should be a stuntman, clearly you like risk, daredevils, you know, I got, when I got our strategy calls, not my team does, um, with people interested in my program, and someone gets to the end, they're like, they know they got to do this, right, we tell them what it costs, they go, man, that's expensive, we go, yeah, you're talking about building a six-year-good business, did you think that's a cheap, course to buy yeah I don't know. Like, what'd you think they're going into a ferrari dealership i want a ferrari oh that's expensive well, what'd you, <laughs> what were you, are you looking for a winner eater go to honda like i don't why are you here right you want to build a whole business you're talking about becoming a business owner go to school for four years they teach you how to become a an employee in a job and that costs 40 grand minimum like what are you complaining about never has it been so cheap so affordable to learn how to make a million dollars Never in history. What are you complaining about? So I say on the phone, I always, I always, I test people from the beginning. If you want me to be a coach, I'm like, well, here, the, the coaching starts here. If you can't figure out a money problem, how are you going to figure out a staff problem, client problem, marketing problem, business problems, tax problem when you start your business? Your mindset has to be worked on before you get marketing training. It's all useless if, you're, if you can't handle bigger problems. It's such a small problem to find some money to pay for help that you know you need. It's likely the smallest problem you'll, you'll face. ever face. <laughs> the smallest <laughs> problem you'll ever face is affording a coach or a program to build your business. Everything yeah. after that gets harder and harder and harder and harder. Yeah. So let me just reframe the thinking. Yeah. Instead of giving you what you came for, yeah. let me give you what you need. I'm saving you time if you learn how to accept what I just said. But if you don't accept it, you'll just, I'll see you in 6 to 12 months when you've been forced to accept it. I've never met a self-made millionaire coach. There's no such thing. And they're bullshitting if they say that. No one is self-made. Customers, team, Facebook, ClickFunnels, all these companies, all these existing entities, these people, made it possible for this person to do that. And they just, they want to take credit for all of it you're full of shit so don't ever admire some person who gloats about how they did it on their own no they, no, they didn't like yeah. shut up shut up like that's a that's a false false example false idea don't aim for that i just want to do it all my own. no you don't you want to die if that's what you want to do right you want to do it right or you want to do it on your own it's your choice so Go do a bunch of organic marketing like a chick, chicken with his head cut off, not knowing anything about anything, and luckily maybe land a client. I'll pay you something, like a few hundred bucks for a session. That's how I get the coaches on my call, and I help them. Or get your, sit your ass down with a pen and paper and start creating a plan on how you're going to come up with at least $5,000 to invest into your trainings, into your own growth of your business and your mindset and your, and your marketing abilities. If you're not willing to pay you know, school to, to give you a degree. I'm just talking like even um, industry, uh, what was it called? Ugh, the, the era where people went to work. What's the thing called? Out of industry. 1900s, people went to work. Industrial Revolution. Yes. In the industrial age, you had to pay a lot of money to learn how to work for someone. Mm-hmm. In the 21st century age, you got to pay a lot less money to learn to work for yourself. Am I missing something here? 
I mean, the only, <laughs> you know, well, we all know the answer, right? No, just not willing to pay the price. Yeah. If you're not willing to find money to pay for coaching, how the hell are you going to convince people to find the money to pay you for coaching? Yeah, definitely. 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 We talked about that a last, on, a, on a recent episode. Yeah. I think that's the answer. I, I don't even want to touch more on this. It's just either suck it up and figure out how to find money because that's that's, if you solve that problem, the confidence in yourself is going to go like, now I can handle a business problem. Oh, this yeah. is a personal problem. I agree. I had someone comment on my ad. I became, I'm a health coach, nutrition coach. I help people with their mindset, mental illness, whatever, whatever. Like, that's why I'm in business. But, you know, I'm trying to get started. I don't, I don't have any money. You know what I responded to the ad? On the ad. You can go find my ad right now. This is where I responded publicly. I'm like, then you should be figuring out a way to fix your problems before you try to coach others to be, fix their problems. That's the answer. Coaches don't fix your problems for you. You know, they teach you how to fix your own problems. One more time, one more time. Coaches don't fix your problems for you. They teach you how to fix your own problems, which is priceless. So, I'm gonna be your coach right now. If you if you want me to, if you want to play. Here's the game. You don't have any money. Fix your money problem. It's not a marketing problem. It's a money problem. You've accepted that you have no money, which means you're completely neglecting the fact that you can go find money somehow. And invest into training. And if you if you have a if you have a personal bias against investing into your own training to build a coaching business that you so say you want to build, there's a fundamental incongruency in you. There's a fundamental issue with your character. On a deep level, only you know. That's full of shit to say. That's it. I, I want to relate to people. I've been on my own before, phases in my business, but luck, I got lucky. I, I, I only had to fall on the flat on my face three months before I had the first opportunity where I got pitched a business coach by a business coach for five grand to work with them. And I took this scariest leap of faith. I took a risk, borrowed the money from everybody. I'm like, if this doesn't work out and this guy runs with my money, mm-hmm. I'm screwed. And it's funny enough, with that kind of faith I went in, it's not even him who taught me how to make money. It was more so what I learned from the experience of being coached by him and watching him do it that learned me, taught me how to make the money. I, I got my money's worth from how I approached being a client than from what he actually taught me. So even though my investment in him wasn't probably worth it that much, I got my money's worth because I became a person that learned how to take advantage of what I invested into. So... I don't know how to relate much more than that. That I had no money, yeah. fell falling on my face, learned I need to learn, and I'm like, I, there's something I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know the difference between a person who's making lots of money in coaching and a person who's not? There's only one key difference. Knowing how. That's the only difference. You think if two people knew how and one wasn't making money one was, did that even exist? No. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how. And the moment you accept, it's like a blissful moment when you accept you don't know how to do something. It's such a great relief. Like, you're like, actually, wow, I actually have no fucking clue what I'm doing. (laughs) That's awesome. Great. Now I can go learn because I know what the problem is. Yeah. So it's so easy to fix. Learn Mm -hmm. out. Guessing it and learning it are two different things. The moment you accept, I don't know how to do heart surgery, but I want to be a heart, heart doctor, but I don't know how to do surgery. Investing into training Investing into business coach is the equivalent of paying to go to medical school, hundred grand yeah. over twelve years to learn how. Trying to not invest into a business coach so you can save your four thousand dollars, but waste all your fucking time trying to figure it out, is the equivalent of you going to hospitals, standing in the operating room, grabbing some spoons and trying to pick at the heart. Not only are you going to jail, but you're going to kill some people along the way. Because you're trying to guess your way through this. Seriously. If you guys don't think building a coaching business is as complex as heart surgery, there's something coming. You know what it's called? Failure! Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, we're not trying to make this show about, like, you know, scaring you, but I am. But it's about being, but it's about being real, right? Yeah, it's, it's this, is, real. this is clear talk, not bullshit fluffy talk, right? <laughs> this is getting clear. Let's get clear. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Right? Unless you got someone who's telling you exactly what to do, it's hard. Even then it's hard. Mm-hmm. 
even, even knowing what to do. Do you know I got students in my program that have exactly, exactly know what to do with their every step laid out in a members area with weekly calls and my comments in the Facebook group on everything I'm tweaking for them to do and yet still how? <laughs> they somehow end up doing something different than what I said. So I have come to a conclusion. You okay, man? I've come to a conclusion inevitably. It's hard no matter what, if no your thinking what. is off. Yeah. If your thinking and mindset is not clear, like, it just won't work. It gets a lot less hard when you got someone who just lays out the blueprint for you. Just do this. Absolutely. Okay. But even then, you got to get over yourself. Like, your own ego of trying to do things. Stop it. Like, you're not going to look at the professor in a heart surgery camp and be like, you know, doctor, I really think a screwdriver is going to really shove this vein up a lot better than a spoon. You know, we should try that. Or the doctor says, use the spoon to carve out the vein here. Yeah. And you go, okay, you have a fork. What the hell? <laughs> there's, there's, so many, there's so many key things that Armin just said. And one of the biggest ones is, he said it a thousand times. These things are investments now. What you need, and it it's boils down to mindset. When you are transitioning from, you know, employee to business owner, everything that you will spend your money on is now an investment. Don't think about it as a fine, don't think about it anymore as you spending or whatever you used to call it before. Bills, forget it. Investment, investment, investment. Everything is now an investment into yourself and your future business. Yeah. You, have to, you have to transition your mind into the into being a business owner which means work which means dedication we've all gone to school if you're in canada or north america you've gone to school since you were four years old to 18 years old and if you went into post-secondary you did it after that you know and when you paid for post-secondary education is when you shifted from you know just a regular student to investing into being a student yeah so what makes you think that in everyday life where you want to be an entrepreneur that there's not going to be an investment of some sort for you to build a career. Yeah. That there's going to be more to learn, more studying every single day. It's funny because we're talking we're talking about, you know, our actual clients and no one is exempt from this. It's all just it all just boils down to mindset. We're having conversations like, you know, how much how much hours should I put in a week? You know, should I should I treat this like, you know, I would like a university course or, you know, how should I go about the program? And ultimately the answer is whatever is going to make you focus on it. If your mind, if your mindset can only work in the frame of, you know, a, a university course where I go to class this week and I've got to do this paper, sure, let's make it work like that. But the faster that you transition to, I am a business owner, and every minute, Armin says all the time, his answer to how many hours should I put in a week is however much it takes to make this business run. The faster you transition to mindset that to that mindset, the easier your life is going to become. Everything is an in, in investment, whether it's money, whether it's time whether it's the education, it's all going back to the, the level of business that you want to create. Yeah. You want to play small? Okay. You know what mindset you're going to have with that. But if you're thinking big picture, that means sacrifice, that means time, effort, money, investment, risk. investment. Risk. Risks. Lots of risk. Lots of risk. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are trying to get big re rewards without risk. Okay. Go invest into a mutual fund. And the last thing that really I'm thinking about right now too that you said is about paying for the course and learning what and what you actually thought you would get out of it might be different. Yeah. But the lesson that you're going to get is what you need. Yeah. Right? The invest it's the, I think the biggest lesson is always the investment part. Cuz it's the resourcefulness that you have to be. You have to it's that mindset transition that happens in the investment that I think is like the biggest piece. Because you kind of get over yourself and you're like, you know what? I am I am going to bet on myself. Yeah. I'm going to bet on myself. You know, I, was, I was talking to someone on the weekend. And like, I have a trainer. I spent like 50 bucks. That's nothing to yeah, me. I spent like $90 that's a very session. <laughs> I'm spending $1,000 a month on personal training. Okay. Some people are like, oh my God. Well, first of all, you spend that much on stupid shit. So I just see it's going into my health. I don't, I don't know how you prioritize that. But. Um, COVID happened and now like, uh, he has his own personal gym. So privately we're super clean. We come in, it's just me and him. It's awesome. And he only charges 50 bucks. I'm like, it's amazing. It is. You know, I'm like, 
like six to eight hundred bucks now a month, I can get my full workout. I'm a, I'm, like, I'm grateful. It doesn't even matter. I'm happy this happened. So it's talking to somebody, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, they're like talking to me, like, you know, man, you know, I feel like I've been low on my health. My fitness has been like, like it makes. I'm like, do you feel better when you're healthy and you're and you're working? He goes, yeah. I'm like, well, look, I got a trainer. He's like eight minutes from you. He only charges fifty bucks a month uh, a session. Why don't you go work out with him? I'm like, solution solved, problem solved. He goes, yeah, man, but I'm just trying to be smart with my, smart with my money right now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Please don't do it. Hold on. You're trying to be smart with your money. I asked him, I'm like, smart with your money, right? He goes, yeah, he's saving up a lot. Of, he has a lot of money saved up. I'm like, to you, be a scratch on your savings to pay 50 bucks a session. Yeah. Mike, so let me get this straight. Is it stupid to spend your money? on your health and fitness that you said makes you feel better? And he goes, well, no. No, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I'm like, first of all, how is that not the thought you had prior to you saying I'm trying to be smart? How did you not think of that? Yeah. It's like deliberate, like, I don't even know how, what to call it. So is it. Are you ignoring how dumb that sounded? I really need to be healthy because I feel the crap about myself, but I'm not one to put 50 bucks into a, a training session because like, I'm trying to be smart with my money. What? So you're trying to be smart with your money, stupid with your body? I don't get it. So I looked at him, I'm like, do you make more money if you're healthy and fit? He goes, yeah, man, for sure. I'm like, so is it not an investment? I'm like, isn't, aren't you saving up to pay for things like this? You get your priorities mixed up, man. Mindset shifts. And and he goes, yeah, man, I I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. I'm like, no, I don't think you get it. I'm like, I don't think you get it. Yeah. That's why you are where you are. Because you don't get it. Because you genuinely believe paying for a personal trainer is not a smart use of your money. Like, that's why. That's why you're unhappy with your body. That one belief is powering that shitty behavior. Absolutely. Like, I don't get it. It's this equivalent. I'm trying to save my money. So I can't pay for this program. Hold on, hold on. Are we not talking about doing this program because you want to make more money? Well, yeah. So you got to believe powering this shitty behavior that saving money is going to somehow build your business, but investing into how to make more money in your business is a bad investment. When we put it that way, how else is it in your mind? This is, this is why I'm confused. How else is it in your mind that I had to put it another way? What did you previously believe that actually made sense to you? So like you guys... Like, anyways, this is like a whole money Small master rant. class. It's like a money master class, man. People just don't know how to use their own money. It's not about not having money. It's about not knowing how to use the money you got. Yeah. I learned from Grant Cardone a long time ago. He goes, if you don't, and, and Tony Robbins also said this, if you don't, if you don't start investing and saving your money and, and budgeting it and like just being smart with it with $10, you won't do it with $10 million. If you don't tithe it when you make $100 a month, you won't do it when you make a million. If you're not organizing your funds and saving cash when you're making 20 grand a year, you won't do it when you're making 2 million. It's like these habits are timeless. You don't wait till you make a lot of money to do it. If you if you if you don't spend 50 bucks on one session a week with a personal trainer when you're broke, you won't do it when you're rich. It's just a fact. Because no amount of money or conditions of your life will change what you think is important to put your time and money into. Absolutely. Just because you make, a, a, let's say, a million dollars in a year, doesn't mean your values about your health are going to change. In fact, it'll get worse. Yeah. So if you don't have those values and priorities and beliefs set up now, when you're just starting out, you're only going to amplify them in the future. You'll get fatter. You'll spend it on other stuff that's not important. You're not developing the habit of importance and the right things in your, in your life from the get-go. You know what I mean? I was, when I was completely broke, living at home with my mom, like, years, like, five, six years ago, and I had, like, no coaching, no company, no nothing. I was just, like, trying to figure my life out. I was this kid. I still somehow would work out every week. Even then, I, 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 my, like, I enjoyed and I valued my, my, myself, like, my feeling of myself when I worked out. I somehow still, I couldn't afford protein powder. I was chugging eggs raw for protein. That's cheaper. Rocky Balboa.
Good morning. Well, I tell you, I need something to struggle with. 28 degrees. It's cold out there. Well, we deserve it. We've been getting away with murder for the last couple of weeks. Our high today could possibly be... That's it. Tonight, we'll back down on the 20-degree range, a little colder in the suburbs, and tomorrow... <laughs> so, or is it Rocky or is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know. It's Rocky, okay. So, see, those habits were ingrained in me from the beginning. No amount of money I made or lost changed that. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. So you, you got to get your priorities in check. Some people go, how do I start a business with no money? Uh, sorry, no time. Yeah. What do you mean you got no time? Everyone got the same time. How do you not have time? Are you special? Are you different? Are you mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you get less time this month? Did, did you only get 20 hours a day? What happened? <laughs> Did the interest kick in? Now you owe twenty five hours on the twenty. Like, stop talking nonsense. No, it's it's about it's not about how much time you don't have or have. It's about where what is taking your time. Yeah. And the priorities you have laid out, whether consciously or unconsciously, in your day to day life, is what's taking your time. And unfortunately, the things that are taking your time are not bringing back money into your bank account. Therefore, those things should not take your time. So, how to make money or start with no money or time is to first start with the resource you have, which is called time. You do have it. And start noticing what things are taking my time that aren't making me money. Change that to putting it into things that make me money and make me give me more time because I'm building my business. You go, I have no money. Yes, you do have money or else you'd be homeless. You wouldn't afford a phone to be on to watch this Facebook Live or YouTube video. Okay? That's a no money situation, meaning they legitimately have zero money. They're on support in a shelter. Okay, That's no money. In that case, how the hell... You want a phone or electric, like how are you watching this right now, right? If you're watching this in a library, you're the one minor percentage of exception. But if you have your own electronics, you got money. So now the question is not do I, where do I get more money or how do I do this with no money? The question is what things are taking your money that are not bringing you back more? You take this and you say, I'm going to stop giving my money to this. I'm going to put it into this thing that's going to make me more money. The answer is resourcefulness. If you can't do that with small minor problems like time and money, just start, not even grow, start. You will never, ever, ever grow a business with that thinking. That strategy of thinking does not produce results. That's my answer. <laughs> you guys are getting a mind you guys are getting a mindset training this morning, but it's necessary. All right. Probably our last question. I'm learning to say no more. How do I distinguish between great opportunities for my coaching business and those that will waste my time? I want to get out of my comfort zone more and push myself to get out there, but what's worth it? Amanda Crescent. That's a really good question, Katie. Can you say it one more time? Yeah. I'm learning to say no more. How do yeah. I distinguish between great opportunities for my coaching business and those that will waste my time? I want to get out of my comfort zone more and push myself to get out there more, but what's worth it? Amanda Crescent. Amanda, great question. It's good that you're learning to say no more. Um, that's when you're starting to get more focused. Focus, Steve Jobs says, is not about how many things um, you can do at the same time. It's how many things you can say no to doing. That's focus. So um, here's how you prioritize what should take your time. So when an opportunity, an idea, or something comes up that's going to take focus and time from you, like it's going to take it out of the limited capacity you have, you got to ask yourself this one question. Will this help me achieve my goal faster or not? If it does not help you achieve your goal faster, faster, you don't do it. You put it into the things that are helping you achieve your goal faster. So in that case, that means a prerequisite is you need to know your goal. You got to know your goal. If you don't have a goal, you can't be focused. If you don't have a goal, you can't be productive. If you don't have a goal, you can't be efficient. You can't. What the hell are you being efficient, productive, or focused for? Nothing. Just for the sake of saying it? That's like going to the gym just to say I'm at the gym. You have no real goal. So how are you going to know what to measure in terms of calories or exercises to know if you're achieving your goal? Right? So now the question is, if you're going to do another workout, the question is, is that workout going to help me build my muscle faster or is this one? If someone says, hey, let's go talk by the, by the water fountain, is that going to help me achieve my goals faster with my muscles or not? No. Okay. I'm not interested. I'm going to work out. And you're in your business. Someone says, hey, you want to be on my podcast? And the podcast is something about uh, unicorns and rainbows. And you're talking about business performance. Probably a bad idea. Because being in front of an audience of unicorns and rainbows isn't going to help you achieve your goal faster. 
the person comes and says, hey, look, I have an audience of business people that need some more performance things done. That's probably going to achieve your goal faster. But then again, I'd vet it. How many people watch? How, how new is the show? Let me see your other episodes. Let me see if you're a good interviewer. God knows I've been on some interview shows with some very bad interviewers. That was a bad thing for my brand, even though it was relevant. It was terrible. Um, so you learn to say no to the things that don't qualify to taking up your effort and time that will take you to your goal faster. My mentor Satish Verma says, um, 12 words that will change your life forever. 12 words, productivity. So you remember these 12 words, write them down. I wrote them down. He goes, always think about it. Do the most productive thing in every given moment. Do the most productive thing in every given moment. Probably not exactly. I don't know if it's twelve. I was like, is it twelve? Do the most productive. Hold on. Do the most productive thing in every given moment. Nine. No, it's. I'm missing a few words in there, but that's the point. Or I will do the most productive thing in every given moment. That's about eleven words, something like that. Point is, in every given moment of your life, in every day, you should be doing the most productive thing. How do you know what's the most productive thing? Does it help you get your goal faster? Yeah. If it doesn't, you shouldn't be doing it. Doesn't matter. Now, there's a gray area, justification. Well, I'm on my social media. I'm looking at this guy's butt. Not me, you. Amanda. Looking at this guy's butt. Well, I could be studying how this guy's butt is getting attention to marketing, and maybe I could use it in my business. That's called a justification. It's a waste of your time. Well, I'm on YouTube watching this video about how to be more disciplined. Maybe. But if you don't need to be doing that right now and that's an actual action that'll produce a result in your business that day that'll get you closer to your goal, it's not supposed to be watched. You don't, it doesn't matter, okay? So don't, if you find yourself having to justify, think of it like this. If you find yourself having to come up with a reason to why you're doing this, it's probably not productive. Probably. Productive things that are the most relevant thing to your goal usually are no-brainers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on my program now. I don't have to justify it well because. No, because I don't have one. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to go and make a new ad. Post it in a group. I'm going to go follow up with some sales that I could have made. I don't need to justify why I'm doing it. It's pretty obvious why I'm doing it. Yeah. But the moment I say, well, I'm going to be on this random interview show. Why are you being on this random interview? Well, I just think, no, that's already a waste of time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go and hang out. I'm going to, oh, this is the worst one. You want to meet a you want to know a broke coach when you meet one? If they're willing to meet you for free for an hour over coffee for no given reason. You know their bank account is important. Someone willing to do that, they're wasting a lot of time in their life. You know how I know? I was that guy. I was a professional at it actually. If you just messaged me and said, hey, I just I'd love to talk and just mastermind over, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's two hours, let's do it. You meet me at my office. Just so I can feel like I'm busy. I did this years ago, one of an idiot. I sit down with these random ass people in my network for no apparent reason, no purpose, no goal. I thought maybe a sale will come out of it. We'll see what happens. But I don't even know what yeah. I can sell. That's the worst part. I'm like, ah, just be a baby. We'll see what happens. Maybe an yeah. opportunity will arise. Maybe yeah. we'll do something together. Yeah. Who the hell are they for me to do something with anyways in the first place? I should ask myself that. Because any person who's got something going on and they're like high performers, they don't got time to meet you for coffee. I had to realize that real quick. I learned that in my business eventually when I started meeting a lot of high performers, I'm like, whoa, these guys don't have time to even meet people that they need to meet. <laughs> like, let them meet some random ass people just to talk. Right. Now here's what happens. You start, you start cutting off the counter to people who just want to meet with you, just want to talk with you, just want to get on the phone with you, just want to. They're going to start not liking you. That's fine. Yeah. It's because they don't get it. If they don't get it, they shouldn't be taking up your time anyways. Um, Eat shit. So... How do we get here? Amanda? What's oh, what's time? productive? Yeah. yeah. So if someone messages you, random person, unless they're saying, I'm interested in your program, or I want to, honestly, unless they're saying, I'm interested in your program, you shouldn't be talking to them. That sounds pretty ruthless, right? Well, when you when your entire purpose is to make sure you're financially independent enough to help people without worrying about money, that should be the only thing you think about. Until you get to a point where you have so much financial abundance in your coaching business that you have the luxury 
of taking on people's problems like for free and doing stuff like not worrying about money, now you can do that. You should. You have no business doing that when you're broke yourself or when you're not making enough money or when you're still worried about money. That's You have no business talking to anyone unless they're going to be a sale, unless you're going to be a client of yours. Some of you are like, but Armin, that's really, that's really, no, uh, Armin, that's real. That's real. You want to take three years to become financially free or, you know, six months? Because that's real. You can take three years, right? Or you can focus, take six months. Um, so even if the person goes, hey, I would like to, I, you know how many people I get? Can I work for you? What does it take to be a part of your team? Are you looking for closure right now? Can I, um, I'm looking to do a joint venture with you. Maybe we can work together on something. My immediate response is always, well, for someone who wants to work for me, I'm like, I'm not looking for someone, sorry. Now, if I do that three or four times, they still persist, maybe I'll give them a shot. I don't know, like maybe the person will figure something out. I don't need it anymore. So I, I just don't even waste time. Now, let's say the person wants to do something with me. I want to do something with you. Okay, no problem. What, I always respond with this. I'm not closed-minded, guys. All I say is this. What do you have in mind? Let them talk. If they tell me I got to get on a call to hear about it, I go, until you give me what you have in mind, I don't know if I should be getting on a call with you. And if they don't get that without getting offensive, I already dodge a bullet anyways. If they get offended by that, we're not fit to work together anyways. Because you got to understand, no human being that's highly successful or momentum, has momentum in their life will have the time to get on a call with you for no fucking reason. And if you don't get that, it's because you're either not there, well, you're definitely not there because you don't get it. Or you got some personality issues. Like, damn. Like, when it can't like like-minded high performers, you got to be one. So, and I learned this the hard way. Once, I went to go meet someone, uh, runs a multi-millionaire business, and, um, and I was the guy who was like, can we just meet up? But I had an intention. I wanted to see if he could come speak at my event. So I had a purpose. I'm like, you know, it's going to be good for him. It's like 200 people are coming out. Whatever, whatever. So I, I tried to book a meeting with him. I like from like, it was like from 1230 to like 1250. Literally, it was 20 minutes. And I had to drive 45 minutes to go downtown to meet him and find parking. So it was an hour. For downtown Toronto, you got to find parking 20 minutes. Okay. I remember he texted me the morning company. He goes, hey, man, I got to reschedule the time. I go, yeah, man, no problem. I get you're busy. This guy runs like a 30-employee team, whatever, right? This is the first encounter I had with someone that was so busy, such a high performer, that I, I, I got reality checked with what their life is like. Yeah. He goes, can you do, remember, 12.30 to 12.50 was the time. He goes, can you do 12.15 to 12.48? I'm not even kidding. I'm like, yeah, sure. To me, I'm like, bro, the whole hour is taken off for me. To come see you. I don't care if you want to meet me 1215 or 1230 to 12, right? But he goes 1215 to 1248. Who the hell schedules a time to an odd, an even number, a 48? I've never heard that before in my life. I'm like, this is either he's kidding or he's that meticulously like strict. Yeah. Like it's structured. I'm like, damn. And I was like, my first impression, a first time like being, uh, like coming across, like he wants me to meet him from like 1215 to 1238. Because he has a meeting probably at 1240. Yeah. And it takes him two minutes he's calculated to go from that room to this room. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm like, sure. I walk in. It was like 12. I was like early. I'm like, it's like 1210. So I'm just sitting there. And I walk in. It's like 1215 on the dot. He just, he's like on his phone. And at 1240, I'm sitting in his room. He's on his phone. He's like finishing something. He actually needed until 1215. That's how crazy it was. He was actually finishing something. He's like, hold on, man. Just a second. I got to finish this. Finish it. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm just saying they're relaxed. You know, I got time. I'm not high, per- high performer yet. You know, so clearly this guy's on the next level. And he just said, "Twelve fifteen hits." He literally puts his phone down. He goes, "Great man, what's up?" And he doesn't like look at me and go, "How's your day?" Like legitimately looks at me like laser focused. Like, what are you taking eighteen minutes of my life for? And it was like in a nice way. He's not a dick, yeah. but I was intimidated because I'm like, I'm not used to this level of like intense focus in in organization. But instead of being offended, which I could have been, I could have like, this guy has no report. He has no personality. He, he thinks, he, I could have done that. I could have done that. And I was kind of like, for a moment, I'm like, this guy doesn't, like, you don't want to just say hi? Like, for a moment. And then I realized, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, let, me get out, let me get over myself. Yeah. Realize something. Let me put myself in this guy's shoes for a second. He has decided to give, whatever, 18 minutes of his time or 28 minutes of his time today to me. He could be doing something very useful with that time. So I better be something here with more useful than that. I'm like, that's a respect thing. So I got over myself within seconds. I don't have much time to think about it. 
And I look back at him, I'm like, hey man, yeah, first of all, like, thanks again for, you know, seeing me, man. I'm really appreciative. I'm really, really grateful, man. I, I would love to get your message in front of more people. And I just, I started pitching, you know. And he was so straight and just sharp. I actually admired, like, I, I admired it. I was intimidated as hell. I, I felt like I couldn't bullshit him for a moment. Even if I tried to, like, make, like, even if I took a minute to, like, try to, like, make him feel good, he, I feel like he'd be offended. Because he's like, yeah, don't waste don't my worry, time. Don't worry. Just get it. straight to it. Like, don't <laughs> worry about it. Just get straight to the point. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, so here's what it is. Like, here's what my events this time. I want you to come. Maybe a one-hour segment. I want to ask you some questions. This guy goes straight away. What's the date? What's the time? Let me figure out if I can do it. I would love to do it. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Exactly what questions are you going to ask me? What, by when do you need it done? Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, within seconds, I'm like, I couldn't even write as fast, you know? So I'm like, yeah, yeah I just recorded the meeting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be on this day, this day. And I, was, I, I started mirroring him because I started matching him. That's how I'm, I'm good at, like, you know, influencing people. I learned this stuff years ago. So I started matching and mirroring him right away. And so we got in the same momentum. I started to feel his momentum because I'm matching and mirroring him. I started to feel that momentum. I'm like, man, I feel like him right now. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, and I yeah, feel yeah, good. Yeah. Like I feel yeah, clear, yeah. focused, disciplined. I felt good. I'm like, this is what I should feel like every day. I feel like that now. That was, you know, last year and a half ago I did this. I met this guy. I feel great now. I feel like that now. So now I understand where he was at mentally. So I'm sitting down and he's like, I'm like, it's this time, this time. He's like, what is it going to be about? I'm like, it's going to be about this. Here's what I was thinking about. And I, I prepared myself for the meeting. So I'm like, I watched him on his talks. I'm like, I love what you did here, man. I want to bring you in for this. He goes, man, that's amazing, man. Maybe we could do this. And he starts like firing off ideas. And I start writing shit down. And, and we were just blazing off and blazing off. And within like 12.36, like two minutes before the time, he's like, yeah, man. So uh, anything else? Like, yeah. he's like already ready to go. And we just had this great burst of like exciting meeting. I'm like, no, man, nothing else. I'm like, man, uh, you know, this, this, this. And we talked for like a minute. After I got the important shit out of the way that was important to both our purposes, for a minute we talked. And he talked about how I was in a three-piece suit and he was in a hoodie. And it was like, a real, like again, another reality check, wisdom of life. I'm sitting down, I make far less money than this guy. Far, yeah. I have far less of a, a smaller company <laughs> yeah. than him. I'm in a three-piece suit wearing a Hublot. Like, I'm <laughs> sitting there like looking rich. <laughs> and, um, and he's like in a hoodie wearing his company's logo and his hat. And I remember, and he looked at me, he's like, why do you wear a suit? It was like a minute. We had like a small window of like personal talk. Yeah. He's like, why are you wearing a suit? And I'm like, honestly? And I told him the answer. I'm like, I do it for what it does to me. I wear a suit because I feel good in it. I don't do it for anyone else. And he goes, I'm like, I feel comfortable in this. Same way you feel comfortable probably in jeans and a sweater. I feel just as comfortable wearing my suit. I feel great in it. It's, it feels comfy to me. And he goes, it's fascinating, man. And he starts talking. <laughs> like, it's fascinating, man. It's this crazy like, you know, a lot of people have different values about like how they dress up and, and you know. He's like, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. You know, what matters is what you're doing with your life. And I'm like, that's true. And I looked at him, I'm like, it's interesting. I'm like, why are you wearing a sweater? I'm like, it's it's interesting. You run a multi, multi-million dollar business. Like, I'm like, do you show up like that every day? He goes, every day. And he told me something I learned. I'm like, damn, this is deep. He looked at me, he goes, well, you know why I wear my sweater? I'm like, why? He goes, he wears his own company logo like everywhere. He goes, because if I don't, who will? If I'm not, if I don't represent my brand, who will? It's my brand. I'm like, he stands for something. Absolutely. It's deep. So anyways, we had a cool talk. And I remember, I remember walking out. I'm like, why am I overdressed? I actually like, thought of it. I'm like, and from that day. No, it wasn't that no, day. I still wore like lots. <laughs> I did. I went down a level, a level. I was wearing turtlenecks now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, wear ties that, anymore. Yeah. But my point is now I'm like, now I actually look like him in a sense. You know, I'm just like legitimately wear the same jeans and, and wardrobe every single day. So I'm like, ew. But like for me, I shave, I shave at least a week worth of time out of my whole year from not figuring out what I got to wear in the morning. Like, the only thing I have to do is I open my drawer, I see black or white today. Legitimately, I look at my like, black or white? Black. I see how many shirts I have left in the black or white. I'm like, okay, I can go another day with it, you know, with this. So I grab that, I'm like, but shirt or, or long sleeve? Mm. I go, yeah. It's like seven seconds. Yeah, I feel like shirt. Boom. Same jacket, same jeans, same, like, socks is all the same. Like, I pretty much went to Walmart and just bought, like, 30 pairs of the same socks. I don't really care. You know, same shoes every day. Same everything. You guys want to know how productive, like, focus. Amanda, was that my focus? You want to know how focused I am in the mornings alone? When I wake up, I have an exact routine. I wake up, I go, I brush my teeth, I sit down, I meditate for 30 to 45 minutes, I close my eyes, I open my eyes, I start reading, I write, I do everything in perfect order every single time. Before anyone even wakes up, before 6 a.m. happens. When I'm done all that, I walk up, either I go to the gym, I work out with my trainer, I, I just go straight to the shower. When I go to the shower, here's how I do it. I take my underwear out that I'm going to wear after I'm done showering, and I put it right where I'm going to grab it in the washroom before I even get in the washroom. I grab my towel, I put everything in my, in my, uh, in my laundry bag, I walk into the shower, I put a timer, you guys probably think I'm insane, I put a timer of six minutes on my phone facing the shower, and I put it against the mirror. I look at it as I, as I shower. I make sure I'm done within six minutes. If best, by five minutes. 
time my shower every single morning. As soon as that thing hit, da, 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 I walk out, grab it. I do the same thing. I do my hair first, do my body first, put it around, walk in the, walk in the thing. I grab the hair dryer, blow dry my hair, blow dry my body, put on the underwear that's right there. I blow dry my body. I actually do. I don't know if anyone else could do it. I told <laughs> that wasn't it, a joke. the greatest feeling ever. No, I told grab it. I do my hair and then I do my body. Like I, I, like I, I dry it up. I don't know how you guys put on clothes when you're still damp. That's some weird shit to me. No, you dry off, but not. No, well, how? How you? The, the towel's damp too. <laughs> hold I, on, hold on. Can you use one towel for your whole body? Yeah. Okay, that's why. That's probably. It doesn't have like a hair towel. No, no. What the hell is that now? What? No, I just give the same <laughs> towel and I take the water off. I grab this and I like kind of go through my skin real quick wow. until it feels like uh, dry instead of damp, right? And I do the legs. I have a lot of hair, you know, like I, it's like it's like a, it's like a head down here, you know, everywhere. Like, you know, I got I'm a, I'm a Middle Eastern man. So Come that's on, why he's blow drying because he's yeah. blow drying his hair. Yeah, man, I got hair on my body. Okay, anyway, so I dry it off. I put on my underwear. As soon as I put on my underwear, I literally grab one comb. I go like this with my hair, and I blow dry it in place. Like it takes like about five seconds at this point. It's like. It's, I've trained my hair muscles yeah. to say it this way. Yeah. It's been years. I grab one scoop. It's like everything's so particular. I have one scoop of gel. I put it on my hand like this, and I just go boom, 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 boom. Oh, walk out. Five moves. Not even. It's like a five-hit combo. I finish, wash my hands off, and I take my ring off so it doesn't get thing. Dry my hands off. Look at my hair. It's perfect. Walk out. I put and then like I do it in order. I put on socks first because if you put on your jeans, you gotta roll it up to put on socks. I'm like screw that. Put on my socks first. Put on my shirt. Then I put on my jeans. And then I put on my like my watch or whatever. Put on my coat. I I blaze out into my car. That whole process takes me maybe 13 minutes. All of it. And it's been so conscious of every single thing I do that at this point it's robotic, systematic. If you can't do that in your morning. You are dreaming to do it in a business with your staff, with your team, with your mom. It's you're dreaming. Let me put it one step further. If you don't have a Trello board, if you don't got a Trello account, my buddy came over to my office. He goes, man, how do you like Trello? I'm like, I don't know how you do anything without Trello. He, he starts laughing because obviously he doesn't have Trello. <laughs> I'm like, how do you do anything without Trello? Like, it's like, a, it's like a, it's the easiest tool to use. You list out what you got to do for the day. Everything's right there. I'm like, if you don't have a checklist you look at for your day, you are, let me save you the time, you're already not productive. Hands down, not productive. There's no way in hell you're more productive than the person with the checklist. So some little things, I'm just giving you some things, okay? This is productivity. But if you go back to focus, only put your time to things that help you achieve your goal faster. And that's the only thing I should take your time. Is that helpful? I think is that so. helpful? I believe so, yeah. No more questions because we're over time now, right? We are over time. It's one, one, one. So, thanks for watching the Clear Talk Show. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell. And if you're in the Facebook group, why don't you drop us a comment uh, with the top thing you learned from this show so far. And maybe just go to askarmin.com, which is right here, and submit your question so that we can answer live on the show next week. We love you so much, and go on and make the rest of your week the best of your week.